count me ready. <laughs> is that what we see? No, that's not what we say, is it? We say, that hashtag, we... count me ready. We play the music, right? Well, if you insist. It's time to play the music. <laughs> I'm playing the music. Oh. <laughs> Bloody hell, sorry. I've... Oh. oh, God. That, was, that might have been the worst one, yes. This is the worst thing we've ever done. And I think it was my fault as well. I'm so sorry, everyone. Oh, Michael. I, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so who's who's watched Ingrid Goes West? I've watched it. Well, yes, uh, we, we've all watched it, I think. <laughs> Excellent. I certainly have. Wonderful. Uh, so let's start with uh, Fernando. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was a good film. Um, Brilliant. Yes, thank you for for suggesting it. Um, yes, I enjoyed it. Did you like it? I uh, like. Yes, yes, I did like it. It wasn't great, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, that's my <laughs> my cards on the table. There, Laura. Not really. I, I think it was okay. fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but. Uh, yeah. I look forward to hearing why you liked it, though. Cool. And Claire? Yeah. It was all right. Um, it wasn't very subtle. Um, I felt like it was It was very very much labouring the point it was trying to make. I don't um, know what point it was trying to I don't get what it was about. What? What was it about? It was about social media and fake lives. and Was it? Yeah, how toxic that is. I don't think that's what it was about. No. (laughs) What do you think it was? I don't know what it. I don't know what it was about. To be honest, it was about a woman. Well, that's true. I mean, you could say that about a lot of films, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think it was about the relationship between women. When one of okay. them, one of them's a liar. Ooh. Interesting. Which one? Ooh, indeed. Oh. Oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it it like social media ran through every facet of this film, right? Yes. Hmm. Oh. Yes. Um. So I thought- but what? Oh, go on. Right. Well, okay. So, yes, in a sense, it was about social media, but I wasn't sure that it was making a moral point about it. I thought we were just exploring the experiential realities of an unstable woman. Okay. Yeah, in the end, it was a a story about people, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, that maybe they did intend to just have a very heavy-handed, moralising, ooh, look at the dangers of social media. Hmm. And I can see how they did that with the end of like, oh, she didn't even, she can't even stop, you know, she doesn't learn a bloody yeah. thing. <laughs> Nobody learned a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but we all funny. learned a little something about ourselves, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. What, what did you learn? Who, me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned. I think I learned how how the 
whole Instagram thing can really genuinely affect people um, in a profound way. Uh, there were a lot of the way they were using social media and stuff. There was a lot of stuff that I recognized in myself, just that I'm not as far along as that. And I always figured, oh, Instagram, apparently everyone, t- I've never used Instagram, but everyone tells me it, it does have this effect of um, you're constantly seeing beautiful people living happy lives and you feel bad about yourself as a result. I don't I have that. Think, oh, Sorry, okay, go on. But go you, on. I do have well, Instagram. Well, we'll get into that because, yeah, as you can hear, I'm, yes. I'm, not a, yes. I'm not an Instagram expert. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, it, yeah, I think what what got me was I, I thought it maybe made people feel like, oh, that's a bit rubbish sometimes on Instagram, but actually it has the potential to ruin people's lives. And that was yeah. once they point that out, I can see that in a way. Mm. But who does use Instagram, Fernando? No, um, not an Instagram. No, Claire? No. That was- Laura. Yes. Educate us. Well, it's mostly I follow lots of Disneyland park accounts so that I get like behind the scenes stuff or people who just go there every day and post pictures of the parks. So in a way, I am Ingrid also, but my obsession <laughs> is theme parks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only some of which are in California. <laughs> yeah. I suppose um, you don't want to be the theme park. No, I don't want to be the theme. Did Ingrid want to be the... I guess she did. I thought she did everything she did just so that she could have a best friend rather than trying to, like, mould her... Anyway, I don't know. We'll get it. But Mm. also cats on Instagram. And, yes, I suppose celebrities. So, in a sense, I'm getting that, but... So, what's... that? That's the question, then. What... What is the attraction of following these people and these accounts on Instagram? I guess if you have a particular attachment to a celebrity, say Tom Hanks, although I don't think he is on Instagram, then you Fair can example, get little glimpses into their lives. Sam Neill. Okay. I love Sam Neill on Instagram. He just posts pictures of himself reading little poems and snippets from books and Singing. It's been very calming because he's in isolation at the moment. So, oh, okay. Plays the ukulele sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so that that is very much the reason Ingrid, or at least the initial reason that Ingrid is doing this stuff, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. She she wants a glimpse into that life, but I guess the difference is that she's so obsessed with it that she's actually taken steps to to become physically part of that life right yeah yeah whereas you'd never go to a disney theme park (laughs) i would never do that did you recognize ingrid in yourself because i think that was the scary bit for me was that i recognized that in me a bit the the stalking tendencies yes obviously (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Only a bit. That's interesting because what I recognised <laughs> was the the need for approval. So, like, you post something online, you need it to get likes. That mm. was a bit I sort of felt an affinity with. Yeah. Okay. Not the not the stalking so much. <laughs> I know what you mean. The uh, refreshing to see if anyone's liked it. Yeah. Again, I hope I'm not that far along but there's there's a there's a touch of that in there 
Hmm. And being really confused when people don't like something. They're like, that was hilarious, guys. Why? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know because I'm so successful on social media. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, you are as well. You, you, you have the uh, longevity to make it count. It's not like yeah. me where I sort of post twice on Facebook each month and one of them is just some, <laughs> some weird joke that only I understand. <laughs> Wait, I've only just realised that we are all on Instagram, I think. Isn't this... Um, oh, we are all on Instagram. Instagram. Yes. yes. Oh, the film club has an Instagram. It yes. does. Oh, that's a great place to plug it. Right, what, what's the address, Laura? Um, give me a minute. I haven't been on it in about a year. <laughs> oh, man. I've been working on the Twitter. Like and subscribe, guys. Oh, we have <laughs> so many new followers. Well, we know that we have like at least five or six listeners, um, possibly. We have 100 so- followers on Instagram. No way. We have a hundred. So are, are most of those just people? And the last time I posted was the 3rd of October, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you post? Uh, still from Dostana. Brilliant. Dostana. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Let me plug the Twitter now, though. Hold yes, on, what's on the Twitter account? The, the, Twitter's, the Twitter's quite successful. Even though, again, I haven't, I need to get back on. Oh, it's just so much work. <laughs> when you say successful, exactly, Wilf sometimes replies. Wilf does sometimes reply. But I also wonder, like we had, we the stats were up. Maybe it was the, the stats Twitter. were up. Oh yeah, there we are. Okay, yeah, so maybe. it's at, at Secret Film Pod. <laughs> so, Brilliant. <laughs> I assume I couldn't get anything better than that. That's good enough for me. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe there are loads of people right now sort of stalking us, trying to get into the film club. Maybe. Probably. If you're listening, you can't join. No one can join. <laughs> what Stop if one of listening. Us... We don't want you here. <laughs> what, if, what if one of us has already done that? Oh, my God. Oh, what? Well, we were all founding members, weren't we? That's what we think. <laughs> someone realized we were going to have the idea someone planted the idea in our whose idea was this uh i think it was mine yeah but i was in the car with you when i mentioned it and you said hey we should actually do that hmm. and one or both of the other two of you were in the car i was not uh you told me um about it um no we're in that restaurant no, we were all, me, you, and Fernando were in that restaurant, the Japanese one. What? Kazaku. We were in Kazaku. I mean, I remember having the first conversation, my first conversation about the film club with Michael outside the school physics. Well, you're wrong. Really? Your memories are wrong. <laughs> I suppose that my memory could be wrong. So I'm saying it was in a car. Laura's <laughs> saying it was in a Japanese restaurant. Fernando's saying it was outside physics. Claire, what do you reckon? I don't know. It just happened, didn't it? <laughs> I don't think it just happened. I think like we all might be angry. To... Sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> wow, I that's think, weird. I think I made it happen like through 
like secret method so that I would have friends. That seems to be what's happened. None of you quite remember yeah. how it happened. So uh, mm. I must have used some kind of subversion or something. How bizarre. I Is this another example of the... Uh, what was the movie that we watched? The Rashomon Effect. The Rashomon Effect, yes. <laughs> yeah. There was no Japanese restaurant. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it happened in a car. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> if you had just recorded it, Photographically on Instagram, we would know. I know. As it yeah. is, don't know what the truth is. Yeah. Jeez, I guys. guess we're doing we're doing pretty well now that we record every single one of the meetings, <laughs> apart from the first few, which yeah, might not have existed. True. Yeah, oh, that God. might just be a shared delusion. How much noise do you think it would cause if I ate an Easter egg? Depends. Are you going to eat the wrapper? You can... have to interact <laughs> with the map. <laughs> right, let's see how it goes, shall we? Okay. Give me a minute. Oh, man. How's it going? It's not Easter. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I think it's it's worse because we can't see. It sort of sounds like you're just stuffing it in your face, sort of gobbling it. I haven't started what? eating it yet. <laughs> it's just the rustling sound. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm eating it now. Um, Good girl. Sorry? I'm eating it now. What? Uh, yeah, well, we can hear that your mouth's full, but it's not noisy. It was just looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go um, on. God, we're, we're way off here, aren't we? Right, right. So, so Ingrid goes west. Why did you um, like it, Fernando? Yeah. Um, I thought it let us see how a, um, I guess, emotional condition that can exist, in fact, exists independently from social media can be made worse by new technologies. Um, and it also somehow, uh, reminded me of, um, I guess myself, um, when I was, I, was in, I had a Facebook account for perhaps less than a year and maybe I think it was 2010 and then I just remember that it made me feel really bad and it you know, I guess physically made me feel bad just I don't know what exactly about it well yes I, I guess I was just jealous about everything and people talking to each other without my permission I just hated it oh, mm. oh. <laughs> so I <laughs> I I even though I realized that it was making me feel bad, I guess I kept it for a while. And then I was like, ah, surely I would be better if I just deactivated the account. And I did. And my mood immediately, well, perhaps not immediately, but certainly it, didn't, it did not take long until my mood improved and I was just better and not, not knowing about other people's lives. And and I know that this is not the case with everyone. And I'm glad that people have Facebook and that some people that have Facebook actually really enjoy it. It's just that maybe Facebook is just not for me and maybe social media is not for me. And that is why I've, I guess, that is why I've been somehow cautious mm. in having other kinds of social media like Twitter or Instagram or whatever other social media things are. 
Mm, yes. I'm sorry. Did I answer your question? Did I? Or was I just talking randomly? Uh, I can't remember. That's a great answer. Yeah, it's okay. So right. you, so you said you you uh, felt bad using Facebook because you felt left out of conversations that other people were having. I guess so. Yes, maybe yeah. I. Maybe maybe it was a good. I guess it, maybe it was a positive experience overall, knowing that. I don't know. I should be more respectful of other people's lives. I should have my own life. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like, oh, like there was something sordid about the whole thing about the openness. No, oh, sorry. That's not what I got. Maybe that's not what you meant. Like, though, were you were saying the sort of the the fact everyone could see your life and you could see theirs was was kind of unpleasant. Yes, I think that um, maybe for me there is indeed a perhaps oversharing of everything, oversharing of feelings, oversharing of, um, I don't know, I suppose the feelings. Yeah, okay. Now that that I can see, definitely. Yeah, oh, this is I so good. <laughs> Get going, Easter, not Easter. <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, it's it is it's seeing other people interacting and having a nice time, and somehow not being content with your own experiences because you're constantly comparing it to them. Is that how you see it, Fernando? Something like that, mm. rather than the sinister aspect. Mm, not feeling content about my life comparing it to others um yes i suppose so yes um i suppose so yes which also makes me think uh, yes the, the answer is yes and i think that it also makes me th- i think that it is also somehow related to um yes so the, the point is feeling good about the things that you have and not wanting to have some other things that you think that you might enjoy. For example, I, I think this relates to the, to, I can give an example in the, in the film mm-hmm. when Ingrid wants to be as in, wants to be friends with, I actually cannot remember the, the name of the other woman, but the, Taylor. With that, uh, Taylor, yes, with Taylor. Um, and she wants it so badly that she's waiting for her comments on her Instagram. And then the only comment that does come is the comment from, I guess, from Batman, um, and she doesn't like it. Uh, she's like, "Ah, oh, why is he talking to me?" Um, and I think that ultimately she should realize that she should be with the people that want to be with her, and she can be happy in that way. In a similar way, I think that you see things, and maybe you wish to be with some people. But I mean, I wish to be. I wished to be with certain people, but then I realized why do I wish to be with people that I cannot be with uh, when I can be with people that are next to me and that are willing to be with me and that I have fun with. Is um, that why you're with us? No, we, I am with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you all because I really enjoy it. And yes, and I'm grateful that I'm here with you all instead of, I do not know, with some other people that don't want to be with me. Like John Hamm. I do not know who that person is, but yeah, mm. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I find yeah, the opposite. Okay. I disagree. Yeah. I, I don't disagree oh. with the way that you feel because that is perfectly valid and you're allowed to feel that way. 
But Thank the you. way that Ingrid felt when Dan was posting on her account, have you ever had someone on social media who's talking to you and you're just like, oh, leave me alone? Uh, no, given that I oh. don't have social media. But... Oh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yes, I think it's my mum. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because she'll comment to say... Like to ask if like your rash is clearing up or something, she'll be like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, did you manage oh, to buy that face cream for your acne or something?" Like terrible stuff. Uh, but that's not. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose she does like things a lot, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's people people overusing stuff so this it's a it's an odd thing and I, I suppose the reason I didn't recognize some of the stuff in this film was that I've I've never used social media in that way that mm. basically to, to connect to people I don't already know I've only ever used it to keep in touch with people I am or used to be friends with in real life um, and I I guess that's a different thing, and people don't all do it like that, do they? People will have millions of followers, mm. and yeah, it's an odd one. Mm. It's actually, it reminds me. Um, do you ever hear of Caroline Calloway? No. Oh, I'm sure if people were talking about this film, who knew who that was, they'd mention. They'd be like, "Oh," so it might not be a very original take. But Caroline Calloway is a social media influencer, and like a few, a couple of months ago I or something, that. yeah. Yeah, like Taylor, this thing just blew up and like people were talking about her all the time because her friend Natalie had written this expose in the New York Times about how she was the ghostwriter for Caroline Calloway's Instagram posts. (gasps) And it was almost... Oh, this rings a bell. Almost exactly. Yeah, you might have heard about it. Um, It was really freaky how how much, A, that um, Taylor looked just like the real life Caroline Calloway and how much their relationship was very similar of like one person always being kind of secondary and then the shadow. And... Oh, yeah. weird. Mm. But I, as far as I know, this film had nothing to do with that. I mean, the Caroline Calloway is quite old because the first thing, the first time she came to light was because when everyone realized she was scamming lots of people for fake art. And fake art workshops. Oh. <laughs> She's wow! Writing a book called Scammer at the moment that everyone's lots of people have pre-ordered, and we all, those of us who follow the story, are waiting to see if it actually ever appears. Oh, it's interesting. So I'd recommend looking like, it make up. Money, but okay. Mm. Yeah, it's it's odd, isn't it? It feels sort of do they call it future shock? Like we're in a a world that we just don't understand anymore <laughs> and that, that these weird things can happen. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Hmm. I think it's just being old, is it not? Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not supposed to have got that old so quickly. Ah, no one does. <laughs> Wait, yeah, the characters in the movie certainly isn't, I think, might be older than us, maybe? Uh, they'd be a bit older, wouldn't they? Maybe my age. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. Sending you a screenshot from Caroline Calloway's Instagram so you can see how much she looks like the woman who was in the film. Let's have a look. Also, her uh, website is called I Am Caroline Calloway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, she really looks like Taylor. Did they... I Did don't know. Try to make it look like her. Because as far as I was aware, this film had nothing to do with this, so But they they would maybe Maybe they take borrowed. a little bit of inspiration. I don't know. How old is this film? I don't know. Uh not that old. But not that new either. Let's let's look it up. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, okay. I don't don't know much about Caroline. What's her name? Calloway. I'm on her Instagram. Not her Instagram. The Wikipedia page. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh, 2013. Oh, so it could be... Could be related. Could be taking a bit of inspiration oh, from her. She didn't... She she started being on Instagram, but the whole thing blew up in 2018 when she launched okay. the Creativity Workshop Tour, which turned out to be a huge scam. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about the film, Laura, you didn't like the film very much. No, not really. Um, I I thought it was fine. I just it made me. Un- I think this, you know how you didn't like uncut gems because you just yeah. felt on edge the whole time and like deliberately uncomfortable and yeah, that's how just I felt. But it was not enjoyable for me at all. Where I was just waiting for bad things to happen and I okay. had no real. I definitely know what you feel to any of the characters. It's just every scene was awful. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Dan. I. Dan was great. I thought he, he was, was pretty cool, yes. Likeable. Um, it was, uh, and that was almost what made it more more painful is that he was the one who was trying to make a genuine connection with her. Yeah. And she just sort of looked down on him and used him uh, even to the end. Mm. It's, yeah, that was sad. Mm. Do you think that Dan and Nikki were, was it Nick, Nikki? Uh, Nikki. Uh, where bonding genuinely, I think. Do you think that Nikki was really interested in Dan? Yes. Yeah, they seemed to just get on genuinely, didn't they? Mm. But it's hard to know how much was uh, how much was Nikki just trying to get information about Ingrid, mm. uh, which he managed. It's, it's mm. tough. Oh, Nicky was just the worst, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, no, he was the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't mind him either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the worst character in any film we've ever seen. Why? He was so horrible. He was manipulative. He was racist. He was ignorant. He was uh, aggressive. He was a drunk. He was violent just everything was wrong with him well okay hang on he, which are his bad qualities then his bad qualities, bad qualities. <laughs> <laughs> i think the only things he did wrong were racist joke not acceptable fair enough taking um belittling ingrid by calling her olga all the time and taking her phone and looking through it but everything he did after that i can completely forgive 
blackmailing her? <laughs> the blackmailing, yes. I think if so, well, okay, no, maybe not, because then he wasn't really looking out for his sister, was he? He was just getting money. No. Uh, the way he kept like punching people in a way that obviously made them uncomfortable. Mm. Um, the way he was super rude to everyone all the time, <laughs> even people he'd only just met. Mm. Oh, he made my blood boil just watching him. <laughs> yeah, I he really was worse that. than the British people in Lagan. <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, also, he brought out the worst in Taylor. Taylor was mostly shit. She was a bit uh, vapid. What's the good word? Vapid. Yeah. Okay. And a bit cynical. A bit whatever. But she wasn't actually a horrible person mm. whereas when Nikki was around she would start to act more selfishly and yeah oh you could just see that that thing that yeah he was getting to people around him what did we think of Ezra who was Ezra uh, her boyfriend or um Taylor's boyfriend Taylor's boyfriend oh Our yeah, man. I didn't like him to start with but he by the end, it seems that he he turned out to be just about the only sane one, along with Dan. Yeah, I thought that as well. He seemed normal-ish. Yeah. I don't um, know. There was something I didn't... I don't know. So, like, I, I got his point about it all being fake, and he like had his little breakdown, and I think that was supposed to humanise him and stuff. But he was still... He still went along with it all. He's, mm. He still just accepted that that was his life, was pretending to have this other life. I was like, well, if it's so bad that it's making you break down and be that upset, why are you still doing it? What? Mm. Mm. <laughs> and his art was so bad. Oh my oh. God, it was awful. It was so funny. That's <laughs> uh, the best moment of the film. <laughs> <laughs> any uh symbolism any symbolism <laughs> should i ring the bell now yeah yeah oh. thank you for doing it so vigorously <laughs> so first thought could could this have been a fil- basically was Instagram a symbol, or in other words, was did did it have to be electronic social media, or could this have been a story set a hundred years ago mm. with just a different theme? Do, do people act like that anyway? Yeah, I think so. I think the answer is yes. This could have been set in a different time where uh, this mm. novel technology did not did not exist. Yeah, maybe, because you could still have the facade of a perfect life if you were a super rich Victorian lady, maybe. You know, uh, people have always been putting on airs and facades and hiding things and whatnot. There's something different about it being... Yeah, I think there is something specific to Instagram, but underneath it all... Maybe you could translate it. 
Yeah, okay. What do you think? I think it's hard to hard to know because a lot of the the stuff that she was doing that a lot of these kind of insights into other people's life you you couldn't get insights into the lives of the rich and famous on a daily basis mm. uh back even 10 or 20 years ago um but I don't know it it's like you said at the start that this was still just a story about people wasn't it mm. um and I was trying to picture how what that would look like. Um, Fernanda, you you think this this could have been set a long time ago? So, but how how could all of this have happened without social media? Hmm. Via reputation, I guess. I'm just trying to think of other examples of Emma films. Emma. It basically ha- Harriet is um, Ingrid. Wow. I haven't seen Emma. Wait, who's Harriet? <laughs> Harriet's her poor friend. Is Ingrid? No, I... Whoa. Well, well, I mean, you know, could be, though. No. Could you summarise the plot of Emma? Emma's a busybody, pompous lady who's very rich and beautiful, who likes making matches for other people. Um, but she gets people into a lot of trouble because she makes the wrong matches and hurts people's feelings and she also adopts a poor person as like a best friend um okay <clears throat> yes it doesn't precisely work but you know if we were gonna make it into a sort of victorian era then that's... i'm also thinking of the film crimson peak um oh, never saw where a well uh, formerly wealthy British man goes to the United States and all he has is his reputation. Um, so nobody really knows that he isn't rich. Um, but everyone wants to be around him because of his... Um, he might have a nobility title. I do not know. Uh, I come from him. But I, I, as in, you can certainly deceive other people if they don't see exactly... Uh, if, yeah, if you can put up a front, I guess, and, and they don't really see um, your life... Uh, more closely, I think. Hmm. Is it like the okay. Great Gatsby? Is that what? Is, Is it like the, the Great Gatsby? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess more or less. I mean, he doesn't. He genuinely had uh, much money. I think. Uh, I mean, he was paying for all his parties with his own money, isn't he? But I guess that you are. Um, I, I just not know. Maybe I think I think it might be somehow related because you are also just pretending to be someone that you are not. I, I think he did lie. He he did lie. He did say that he had studied at Oxford when he might have not gone to university. Um, so maybe maybe that's also a good example. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I think people have all, always been interested in the wealthy and the successful. Mm. Um, I don't think that's a new phenomenon. I think things like Instagram and Twitter give us like unprecedented insight into people's lives. But as much as you can mimic and become part of someone's life, I think people have done that forever. Mm. Mm. Wait, I'm just thinking of, I guess, 
a long time, it's in a really long time ago in the distant past when um, poor people lived in, well, I guess the poor people and people that did not have as much money as the ultra rich lived in the palaces of the ultra rich. And surely that was a way of uh, getting a glimpse into the lives of mm-hmm. the ultra rich if you were uh, living in their palaces and yeah, yeah like yeah. Oh. staff for the very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. In just the same way that, say, uh, well, we have a, a whole chain here, um, but Ingrid was doing stuff for Taylor, and to some extent, Taylor was using Ingrid in just as if Ingrid were were employed by her. She's a someone lesser in the uh, social or economic chain. Mm. Um, and oh, we'll get Ingrid to to lend me her truck, or we'll get Ingrid to uh, to pose with me for a a picture that'll get me more followers on Instagram. Um, is is that a little like uh, a little like? A, a less formal and more manipulative way of yeah using someone who's of a lower class uh, to help you in your house. Mm. Uh, to me, uh, I, I just not know. But I think that um, I think that Taylor was also saying. I, I, I think yeah, I think she was also faking, as in she was not. As in she she also did not have the life that she was saying she did i mean maybe mm. she she socialized with people that had more money than her but i don't i don't think that she had i don't think that she was rich oh taylor uh-huh taylor yeah i see what you mean yeah so it's it's not a an economic thing in the same way is it? it's the well there we are is um is this number of followers you've got a sort of symbol a sort of stand in for uh material wealth Mm. Or is it the other way round? Actually, those people for centuries and centuries filling their house with marble statues and sh- flaunting their their mm. material wealth. It's, it was to make them look like they were living the high life and to to try to to buy this social status. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So they were making themselves like attractive and appealing to people who might want to be friends with them by by having stuff and by being wealthy Um, instead of yeah well in the same way Taylor was living this aspirational lifestyle so Mm. that people wanted I suppose she filled her house with stuff didn't she she had I suppose so yeah um yeah, there was a lot of, oh my God, you should buy that. <laughs> In that exact voice. <laughs> I thought that was just a clip from the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. Um, yeah. I don't think it was quite telling that she had the man lie in the dirt to take her photograph. <laughs> yeah. That was. <laughs> oh my God, uh, symbolism. That was quite yeah. symbolic, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it showed how how little she really cared for <laughs> some of the people around her. 
I just and was much, Ingrid just the same? How much that picture just misrepresents the situation. Yeah, you know, she's got this yeah. snap of her having a lovely time, but yeah, the people around her are lying in the dirt. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it was cold, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So we just asked our second years to think about what the relationship between the virtual and actual world is, and whether mm. they're separate or overlapping or non. You know, it's just a sort of socially constructed divide between this idea of virtual and non-virtual. What I'd be interested in your opinion. Mm. Oh, how much are those two things connected? Yes. Would you separate them, first of all? Uh, I see. Hardly. I think it would be a, an artificial separation, wouldn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess most of what we're talking about is just people talking to each other. Yeah. And people talking to each <clears> other <throat> is sort of the same whether you're... It, it only changes in velocity and convenience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're having a conversation... Would you say you play World of Warcraft, don't you? Yes. Is that like a separate... Do you feel totally fully in your own body when you do it or are you transported to another world? Oh, there's a good one. Ah, now that's some and some. Because part of the joy of that is the escapism and feeling that, yeah, playing in a virtual world... um, that really is separate from the real world and Mm -hmm. that's that's quite fun these virtual spaces that you can run through and have adventures in um and yeah so i suppose that that really is separate but then the other side of that is the social side yeah and the social side is playing with other people um some of whom i know in real life and some of whom i don't but basically all of those are just real connections with people yeah that are pretty much the same as talking to someone face to face. So yeah, I suppose this. I suppose social stuff is just social stuff, whether it's face to face or virtual. Wait, would it be but, the same difference between, as in, uh, I guess, uh, would the difference between, say, Minecraft or Dungeons and Dragons be the same difference that there is between um, the cinema and reading a book? Because in, in, uh, when you go to the cinema, uh, when you go to the cinema, you, I guess, you, it's basically someone telling you a story, yeah. but you can see it with your own eyes. Whereas when you read a book, it, it is you who has to imagine all the scenes. And maybe Minecraft is the same as in you you imagine this um, new world that really is just I, I guess is 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 embedded in reality because in, you're playing it because it exists in reality. But when you play Dungeons and Dragons, maybe you don't have all that visual art, but you are creating it yourself. Hmm. Uh, would it be would would it be would it be as separate from reality as playing board games and playing dungeons? That, yeah, as playing board games with your friends in your room. Good question. I, I think that's a very good comparison. Um, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is uh, is telling a story just the, the same way as the cinema is. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, the how yeah. how explicit that is is different. Um, ideas about what the virtual is go way back beyond like the internet or anything like that. Just 
and used to be all to do with imagination. So there is something very tying between something like Dungeons and Dragons and then something like cinemas and World of Warcraft and other things that are more technology based. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Any thoughts, Claire? Hmm. I think it's a very difficult question. Yeah. They're all very difficult questions. <laughs> I think the the real difference for me with the internet and that public profile is the, the amount of control you have over it um, and how you represent yourself. And therefore, like whether you are sort of playing a character, that, that, that avatar, mm-hmm. even if it is your face that's on it, can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And you do that to some extent in real life, but mm. you don't have the same level of control over it. Mm. Um, but yeah, there might, there might be a distinction because that you can, you can not hit send basically, but mm. in a conversation you, once you've said it, you said it sort of thing. <laughs> Um, yeah okay hmm. yeah, this is certainly something people have said for years is one of the great things about the internet is you can be whoever you want to be um, whatever random forum or corner of the internet you end up on hmm. people don't know you it, it's difficult to have that in real life because you have you're sort of constrained by these physical limits of community sizes and people will know you um, whereas on the internet you can you can just have that anonymity and, and change who you are. Is that what you mean? Yeah, something like that. Um... So that's one real difference between socialising in real life and socialising on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder how, how it does compare to, like, World of Warcraft, because you're, you're a character in WoW, aren't you? you yeah. You have certain characteristics that you choose and you take actions based on those um yep and having said that when you when you actually talk to people in game everyone's out of character everyone is quite happy to say oh i'm from scotland and Mm. i've got work tomorrow and Mm. uh yeah okay I say that that's a that that's not entirely true. There are when you when you decide to play, um, you choose the server type, mm-hmm. and a small minority of people choose an RP server, a role playing server, where people are broadly expected to stay in character, which is an odd one. <laughs> um, I don't know what I know has <laughs> tries that because again you you know, spend hours pretending to be an elf or whatever. <laughs> Maybe not. Not what everyone wants to do, but I, it's a it's a really interesting world, and I think some people get a lot out of that. Uh, but that's a yeah, that's a, a different story altogether. Okay, so it's more the environment you're escaping into rather than a different character you're escaping into. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it. it in some sense, you you lose yourself in the yeah. It's the world, really. Mm-hmm. But I suppose it's like we we watch a film mm-hmm. and we discuss it afterwards. 
and we can enjoy losing ourselves in that film in that in that glorious moment of these fantastical worlds mm. that we we enter when we watch the films but then when we're talking about it we're we're outside that world and we can discuss that world but we're not not a part of it mm. uh but it can still be a sort of uh, shared thing that we've all gone into. Yeah. Or like when we when we went to, to Disney World, we I think we were all equally amazed by some of the some of the wonderful environments oh, that we got to go yes. through and some of the some of the worlds of fantasy we entered. But um, when we discussed room. it, we were sort of outside it and above it somehow. Yeah, exactly. We were, we would talk about it critically and say, "Oh, that one sucked," or <laughs> "That one was great, wasn't it?" We'd never almost having other people there can sort of break that immersion. Mm. Mm. Although it was much more difficult to become immersed when I was there by myself. Really? Do you remember you all went to the water park and I went to the Magic Kingdom one day? Yeah. And it's just not as fun because you're just watering around oh. on your own thinking, hmm, I should get in a queue. Oh, I could I'm just I can in, believe I'm that. just in a queue now. Yeah, okay. I'm at the end of the queue. I'm on the ride. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, a bit. Like, though, it wasn't like just walking around Tesco or something, but. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> think about, like, if you could go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, mm. just you, no one else on the whole ride, not, not another human in sight. Oh. <laughs> That's my dream. A, yeah, and what an experience yeah. that would be um, to have like your own personal world that you'd, you'd almost get lost in, mm. and it it necessarily takes you out of that when other people are there, right? Mm-hmm. That's but true. Having said that, it's still a lot less. Uh, it's bound to be a lot less enjoyable. Just the same with World of Warcraft. That that would actually not be a very good game if it was single player. Mm. Um, it's got a lot of problems and flaws and stuff, but it's fun to play with other people. Uh, but that yeah, that necessarily breaks the immersion that you could maybe get a bit more into something if it was just you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're not talking to other people, there'll be you know, some warrior runs past and they're not called Gimli, they're called like <laughs> Pones Noobs 2000 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay right that's going to be my my answer to your question now that we've chatted about it for a bit is that uh the virtual and the real actual. can be sorry the the virtual and the actual uh, <laughs> can be very separate and distinct spaces mm-hmm. but when you bring people into it uh it all comes crashing down and it's all the same i think i'd give that about 15.5 Oh, thank you. Yeah. Solid answer. Could be a bit more nuanced, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's what I, I say on literally every single essay, even if it gets an 18. <laughs> could be more nuanced. Could be more nuanced because I never know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think, all, I think possibly every report I marked last week said... Uh, could have more nuance. Said, like... Uh, what was it? Um, could use more critical thought. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it's uh, what, what did I say? Um, yeah, critical discussion of alternative approaches you could have taken. 
And that's always true. No one ever is like, but actually, what does... No one really thinks about stuff. (laughs) 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 Good discussion. Yeah. Good good idea for a discussion, yeah. Mm. I thought it meant the film club in general. I was like, yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Film club as well. I wanted things to see. (laughs) Um, Anyone got any other notes about the film? Yes. Or thoughts? Yes. Oh, no, sorry, I meant yes, good question. Oh, <laughs> oh I do have a question. Um, what did you all think of um, Taylor's um, stubborn defense of her brother? And even when her brother was criticizing um, her boyfriend, um, she decided to be on brother's side instead of Ezra's side even though it seemed more reasonable to be on Ezra's side and it would have been as in, in fact it was rude to be on on her brother's side hmm. I can't remember what they were arguing about but my feeling was that Taylor really did believe what she was saying I don't think she and was just coming out honestly well, what what they were discussing is, as in Ezra was just pointing out that he went to a um, startup company and they had a a a I think it was a painting of contemporary art on the wall that made no sense, and he was just criticizing it and saying why it was asking what 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 they mean by that, why where were they doing it, and. All um, Nikki was saying is, well, you wouldn't be saying this if they had a, one of your paintings. And, yeah, okay. And I don't think that Taylor actually agreed with Nikki, but she just wanted... Uh, well, it was my impression that she was just uh, obsessively on, on on his side just because it, he was her brother. Or, um, yeah. mm-hmm. or did you think differently of this... No, I think she did idolise her brother. She yeah. Had yeah. Some weird thing about him. Um, just the way she spoke about him, I don't think she thought he could do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got that impression as well. Hmm. But it, I, I also, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, but it also occurred to me what they were talking about was, uh. So, yeah, uh, Nikki was saying that Ezra, like everybody else, would just roll over if it meant that he would be accepted. And so if if someone was buying his paintings, he wouldn't have anything to say. And that that seemed to me that Nikki was basically saying everybody just wants to, to be loved, everyone just wants to be accepted, and they'll do anything to get that. Mm. And we know that ta- that is exactly Taylor's whole thing. Um, we know that Taylor's built her life around trying to get people on the internet to like her. Um, so yeah. I, I, I could believe that Taylor genuinely thinks anybody would, uh, yeah, Taylor would totally have nothing to say if people would put her art up. And so it seemed to me that yeah, she she would think that Ezra would be the same. She would think that everyone would be like that, and she can you know, barely imagine someone not accepting other people having their art up. Hmm. 
so it seemed to me that she she genuinely did believe that it was one of the many ways in which she was different from Ezra and that was just coming out there Mm, interesting yeah I do think Nikki was being rude and therefore she should have called him out on that rather than just yes agreed but actually he's right there we are Um, yeah no matter what who she agreed with um yeah, a bit of tact. Yeah. Nobody in this film had any tact. <laughs> no. No one had any chill, did they? No. That's the <laughs> thing about Inc. She wasn't a good stalker, was she? She was just so bad at pretending to be a normal oh, person. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was really see-through. Yeah. Um, it's just that... Oh, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. I, I couldn't bear the scene where she... Was in that shot. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, she played it so well. It was so. (laughs) Again, I saw myself in that as well, where you're just trying to be normal, and then you knock something over, or oh. (laughs) And then she says, "Oh, I'm going to get this," and just walks out (laughs) instead of going. Oh, it's far too close to home. Uh Enjoy the film. You too. (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah just that kind of thing yeah awful yeah um but it occurred to me so i was trying to think like how could taylor not be seeing through this and i realized when they were in the well, the first night that they'd taken the truck and they were doing coke together um i think everybody maybe acts like that around taylor taylor must know so many people who are a bit starstruck mm. and super fake and yeah, oh. not saying anything about California, but that yeah, yeah was she I- surrounded by people like that? So she, she just didn't notice anything weird. I had a different thought, which is that she was so obsessed with herself and so surfaced that she could only see the surface of other people. You know, yeah, like if she okay. had the blonde hair and she had the purse and all the clothes and she looked the part, then that's all that Taylor could see or was interested in because she just wanted to talk about herself. So she never yeah, really okay. got deeper than that. Um, yeah. That was my thought. Hmm. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> I think when when some people lie they give themselves away by constructing something too elaborate and actually no one cares about anyone. And it's really (laughs) easy just to bluff your way through life if you just try not to say anything. Um, (laughs) Maybe it's for that same reason no one cares about anyone else around them. They just, everyone's just (laughs) just wrapped up in themselves. So um, do Uh, we think that they did have real moments of intimacy? I was trying to work it out. I'm not sure. Mm. Am I, mm. uh, between Taylor and Ingrid, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, going to sleep on someone's shoulder is not something you do when you're in a completely fake relationship. I think Taylor at least trusted Ingrid. Mm-hmm. And Ingrid very much looked up to Taylor yeah. and yeah, loved her in one way or another. Yeah. Oh my God, it was all about Eve. Yeah. Oh my God, it was all that's, about Eve. That's what it is. Oh, of course. 
oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Eve is just Ingrid. Mm-hmm. She didn't really try and, like, totally usurper, though, did she? She always maintained no. that. I love Taylor, and I just want to be with Taylor. And Yeah, she did just want Taylor to accept mm. her. Oh, and Taylor didn't have anything or didn't really do, do anything bad to Ingrid until mm. she realised what was going on. Oh, that's a really good comparison. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Thanks. I mean, I can't say more than that. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. That, that's a wrap. <laughs> no. um, What's a wrap? So, so one one step down the chain. I've got a chain here of four people, which is Haley, Taylor, Ingrid, Dan, where each one is looking up to the person above them, and each one is using the person beneath them. Mm-hmm. Who's Haley? In that chain. Haley was the even bigger Instagrammer that Taylor oh, yeah. blew Ingrid off mm-hmm. to go and meet. Yeah. Uh, and it. Yeah, it seemed to me that was that was weird that in a way Taylor was doing just the same thing, but mm. up another level. Uh, that may yeah. be why no, she no, didn't my... want to see through Ingrid as well. Because if she could oh. convince herself that you know that does work, then it might be working with whoever it was she was following. Wait, when, maybe, oh, wow. maybe, maybe she was seeing through some of her um, attitudes, and she she did suspect that uh, her boyfriend was imaginary. She she did say, "Oh, you imagine your boyfriend." They were having a conversation at that event with Haley, I think. Mm. Mm. So if she did suspect that her boyfriend was imaginary, maybe she was, uh, in fact, seeing through some other things as well. Um. I, so I thought the imaginary boyfriend thing was sort of, was Taylor just sort of joshing to some extent because um, she knew about the truck like she had seen physical evidence mm. of someone close to Ingrid. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I guess it that was, is true. Um, but certainly, like allowing Nikki to be a dick about it was unfair Mm. Um, sort of maybe playing along with that um, was wrong but I I I think she believed that he existed don't know about everyone else so. I, I thought yeah, that as so well. Yes, it sounded yes. like she was just joking. Yeah, sorry, go on, Fernando. No, no, no I, uh, I, was, I just wanted to say yes. I think I think she did believe that, that he existed. Yeah, I, did, I, I thought that was just a joke. Um, it's weird, though. Hmm. Um, so we've talked about the intimacy between Taylor and Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Was there a genuine intimacy between Ingrid and Dan? That's a good question as well. Obviously, Dan liked her. Yeah. Did did she truly like Dan, or was she just using him? I don't think she could understand real human relationships. Like, obviously, none none of us can understand them. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think she could like someone like as a person. Really, um, I think everything she did with Dan was 
just a way to get to Taylor. Yeah. I agree. Okay. It was just a process. I mean, she did message him when she was in the house the next, you know, when she'd moved and borrowed his truck and she was worried that he was angry with it. Like, that didn't seem to have any motive behind it, this trying to make him forgive her when she was texting him at the end. Okay. (gasps) Wait, and I think that maybe Um, the only moment of intimacy was when she asked if she could take him for dinner and he said, can I choose the place? And they, um, when they were having dinner, they were having a serious conversation that I think maybe was some kind of intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, she ended up opening up to him and and crying and, yeah. See, I That didn't seem fake. I thought that was calculated. Whoa. I thought that was her way of like speeding up the the relationship with him because mm. she she needed him to be an intimate partner. I mean, it was certain it was certainly her. Um, it was certainly her trying to get what she wanted, but maybe that specific part was not planned by her. As in, and maybe that's why uh, maybe that's why she was crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I. She was such a bad actor with Taylor. Well, sorry, with Taylor. Um, yeah, she really and was. <laughs> and yeah, and it was that was part of why it was so painful. She was uh, she was so see through. And as we were saying, it's amazing that that Taylor didn't see through her. <laughs> but with Dan, if if she was faking it, she was doing a really good job. Mm. And that made me think that maybe some of that was not totally fake. Yeah, because um, she was a terrible, terrible actress. Mm. Yeah. And she couldn't hide or her feelings. Maybe, sorry. Um, or Go maybe on. it is when you try really hard to do some things and maybe when you when you care about something, you try really hard and you end up just missing everything. Whereas when you don't care about something, you do it just so, I guess, carefree that mm-hmm. everything goes smoothly. Because you're more relaxed and you... Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, yeah, so she was opening up to Dan because she didn't care about Dan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a thought. So the other thing was it was a it was a weird moment, but um, when she was pretending to be Catwoman in the bedroom, <laughs> she she seemed like she'd just put her whole heart and soul into that. She was. <laughs> She wasn't like doing another mm. weird sort of lame faking. She she seemed like she was really into that and in her element. Oh, um, this is why she was so frustrating to watch because the the time she was having like she was actually committed and doing <laughs> life like living her life. She was just doing that as a like using that as a yeah. mechanism to get to Taylor and to live yeah. this fantasy. Yeah. She was like accidentally living along the way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Didn't realise yeah. that's the bit you're actually yeah, supposed that's a to good be point. doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. So yeah, she uh, was crying and opening up, but only by accident was she actually having a real conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that they, they were even. It's in some ways, it's so easy to have a real life that she couldn't stop herself mm. having a real life, but um, she still was so obsessed with with Taylor and the 
everything else that she she stuck with it and did, didn't let real life get in. Oh, that's tough. Oh, <laughs> it was so frustrating. It was such a difficult film to watch. Uh, I think that's all my opinions. Although, if someone has anything else, then. Well, what did you all think of the ending? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Was that a satisfying ending, Fernando? Was it a satisfying ending? Um. Uh, um. And what did it have to say about the the rest of the the film? <clears throat> Was it a satisfying ending? I satisfying in the way that I well, I, what I thought is, I wish, I wish the movie did not end there. I wish something else okay uh, was said mm, but i also thought well the movie has to end at some point uh so i will take it um mm, i can see that mm, maybe it just emphasized how you cannot solve a problem just um from one day to the other. Um, as in, she certainly has a problem with her relationship with um, social media and uh, she needs to address that. And I think that she was somehow trying to address it in her suicide video. And uh, Maybe the next day should have been her first day of not being in social media. But unfortunately, Dan gave her his cell phone and we realized that she still has the same problem as in that it is as if it is as if she hadn't done the video and hadn't confessed all these things and hadn't realized how bad her life was. And she just kept making the same mistake. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Satisfying isn't the word I would use. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But certainly an appropriate ending, I think. Okay. In the yeah. Film. Um, yeah, it was sort of satisfying and unsatisfying, really. Hmm. It was m- more frustrating in a way, wasn't it? It was, yeah. In just the same it? way that we were frustrated by her all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, nothing changed I, I was at pissed all. off with Dan at the end, not with her. Like... I was frustrated that he gave her this the phone. That was yeah. It sort of fell a bit flat for me. I felt like Dan wouldn't wouldn't do that. Yeah, that seemed and I odd. I wasn't sure what what his character was thinking yeah. there. Um, seemed like he was a plot device or something. Like mm. yeah, that didn't quite seem right. Mm. I don't know. It was sad that yeah. Like like Fernando said, it was the first time that she had made a. She had done something to re, she had recognised that the way she was living her life was was really bad for her, and the first sort of time that she had genuinely opened up was making that that suicide video, and that ended up making it just making the the grip social media had over her even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, yeah, mm. it's a tough, tough bit to watch. 
those are all my thoughts there. Mine too. Should I play the music soon? Does anyone else have any thoughts? No. Fernando? Um, um, my last thought is that I think that this was a good film that made us have an interesting long conversation. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It did, yeah. I enjoy all of our mm. conversations, so I don't think we've ever had a bad film. <gasps> oh, <laughs> whoa. With the exception Thanks, of Song to Song. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good discussion. <laughs> do we have the recording of um, our session with Song to Song, or was that yep. free? Yeah, oh, we wow. do. It's available for all to hear. It was one of the first ones we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> what a film oh, yeah that'll be a treat I might go back and listen to that now that we're quarantined yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's when we brought Very out the good. big bucks and put in film clips and everything jeez oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got my hat oh. <laughs> Michael <laughs> oh <laughs> I was just saying, I've got my hand on my heart oh. so you can play it now. Oh, oh it's like watching Ingrid Goes West. Oh, I'm so sorry, oh, everyone. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. Oh. Right. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> I'm going to count down and we'll all remain silent. Are you going to say go? <laughs> sorry. Three. Two, one. What are you counting down for? <laughs> right, that's it. I'm just playing. <laughs> you can talk over it if you want. I'm gonna, God, no point to anything. <laughs> what a recording. <laughs> one person that can't talk over it, the rest of us can all get muted. <laughs> For everyone who might be listening, we are all in the same house, but we are all in different rooms because we're taking self-distancing that seriously.